0: Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to the Prime Subjective, a creepy crawly fall Star Trek podcast, where we're going to discuss episode one of, of Lower Decks, uh, season one, and also a classic episode of Voyager, season two, episode 24, do you, Um, That hurts my voice to do. I'm so sorry. <clears throat> uh, hi, I'm Chris Newcomer. And this is the Prime Subjective, and we are here to talk Trek uh, to you. Um, with me, as always, is Michael Henley.
1: Hello. Sorry, I was accidentally <laughs> crossed. For, for a second, I had a transporter accident where I was uh, crossbred with a very shy person and a very uh-huh. boisterous person, and we just we couldn't figure out what to do. <laughs> but I'm all better now. Oh, glad
0: to hear you've recovered. And yeah. along with Michael Henley, we also have Kara Coleman Hinners.
2: Hello. Hi.
1: <laughs>
2: My name is Karen. Scaren. Like, Scarin. Like, Skaren, it's yeah. Scott and yeah. Karen mixed together
0: because you're married to Scott. Because I am married to Scott, and it's scary. <laughs> Once again, maybe our only listener. Probably best not to alienate. <laughs> yeah. I don't, Vegas, I don't think should...
2: Vegas, listens. Vegas listens oh, as good. well. Okay. Hey, Vegas. Hi
1: Shout Vegas. out to Vegas Hi Lancaster. Scott. Yeah. So now we can afford to alienate Scott as a fan. Okay. <laughs> Forget you, Scott. We've got Vegas. Yeah.
0: <laughs> That's very funny. Oh, well, boy. well, well, good. Well, glad, glad you're both here. Carrie, uh, how are you doing?
2: Yeah. Oh my gosh. I'm doing great. And We talked last week, so nothing new since last week. Okay. Um, Same stuff. Um, I have been working on my to-do lists. And by that, I mean making to-do lists, (laughs) not actually accomplishing anything on those to-do lists. Oh, well, good. So it's... I realized if I break it down, like instead of like, oh, I need to clean this room. Yeah. If I just write clean room, that's not going to happen. But yeah. if I do something like clean off this table
0: or clean corner or of like, desk to
2: get yes, towards the. Yes. Just small, yes. Yeah. small things.
1: That's a really good approach. I've I yeah, I've I've tried something similar, honestly, where it's like I just kind of really silo into it like a very, very specific part of like a messy place. I'm just like, we're just gonna clean Mm -hmm. this spot. Then we're gonna clean this next spot, you know. First, I'm gonna clean the
0: outside window of my silo before I after I've been ejected. Mm -hmm. And then I'm going to go and try and find another silo. And then I happen to
2: spoiler. Oh, wait, sorry.
0: (laughs) Oh dear. dear. Are you are you both (laughs) reading the book? No.
2: I haven't read the book, but I watched the first, I watched the season.
0: I watched it. it, But but you know, so you've seen to this point, you've seen that she has, she didn't clean and she just went about kind of, she went, she went further than others had.
2: Yeah, but maybe Vegas or Scott hadn't seen that.
0: Well, spoiler alert, Vegas and Scott. uh, (laughs) (laughs) I can't live my life based on what Vegas and Scott have seen. You know what I mean? (laughs) I'm a
1: loose cannon. (laughs) Uh... Yeah, uh, I, I am in the middle of reading the book, although I have gotten significantly past that part to yeah. um and other parts. Crazy things are happening.
0: Yeah, I finished the book today, so you're oh, you're, good. you're in for a lot of fun, crazy goodness, oh, both of you. Okay. So it's, it's very. I highly recommend. Highly recommend.
1: Um, Michael, how are you doing? Oh, I'm doing well. I'm doing, uh, you know, uh, superb, awesome, outstanding, wonderful. Um, you know, I hyped it all up. Now you must think there's an interesting thing going on in my life. There isn't. Um, I'm just um trying to think positively. Uh, That's good. I support you. We we we've, we've dogged you in the yeah. past for for being for 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 not thinking positively. Uh-huh. So it's nice that uh yeah. you are. That's good. Tired of only being happy when like good things happen. I want to be happy when. When the world Every is bad things yeah. happen, <laughs> yeah, bad things happen. Which I realize we're recording us on September 11th, which is maybe oh, the best time that. to yeah. espouse that philosophy. But uh, you know, well, now I'm down. Maybe I'm not doing so well. Hmm. Mm. <laughs> because, because you you followed through and you never forgot, and now you're
0: sad. Yeah, um, sure... the
1: one time, I, the one time I follow <laughs> through on something like. You and know? I'm sure
2: this is not the first time we've mentioned September 11th on this podcast.
0: Well, have we? I feel like we've told our where we were September 11th stories. I feel like we were all probably in a similar age range. I was mm-hmm. like 18. First, I week was in college. Yeah, yeah, yeah first was week of college. College, as well. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. college. I also I probably have said this to you on this podcast because this story I tell too much, according to my boyfriend and all my friends. But mm-hmm. I did give Sebastian Stan a piggyback ride on 9/11. Because he was in, he was in our school. You know the Winter Soldier, that guy. Yeah, yeah. Um, he 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 went to the. He was in the acting program, and all of us kids who were in the th- the arts were together that day. And uh, for some reason, I I gave him piggyback ride. So that's my
2: didn't want to walk.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, we were all just you like,
2: obliged like, him.
0: I did. I was sure. like, sure, sure, you hot Romanian dude, you can
1: certainly get on my back. That's fine <laughs> with me. I think we all needed a piggyback ride that day, honestly. <laughs> sure so did. good on him. Yeah. Good on him. Yeah. How
2: mm-hmm. are you doing, Chris? How are you doing, Chris? I'm, yeah, doing,
1: doing, well. Chris? I'm doing well.
0: I uh, did a lot of baking and cooking this weekend. So dinner we just had was just some some more uh, soup that I had made and bread I had made. And so I'm just feeling very, very Susie homemaker, oh, which is nice. We
2: are coming straight into soup season. Oh yeah. Yeah, well, the minute, forward. the minute
0: it was not in the 90s, I was like, I'm making soup, I'm making bread. I also made <laughs> I also made pumpkin bread, which was very good. Oh, I love! Um, nice. I also, on a whim, bought um, Guitar Hero for Wii and for uh, and the and the two of the controllers, which are coming this week. But to to make sure that my Wii was still working, I just hooked it up today. Um, and then I I so my my boyfriend is now currently downstairs playing Super Mario RPG, which you can currently only <laughs> play on the Wii, <laughs> <laughs> which That's is awesome. very exciting. you can play it probably on like, a computer emulator, but it is it does feel good to do it, you know, on a Nintendo system um so yeah and that's kind of what's going on with me also my i have a new car after all the car business that happened my oh, new yeah. car is yeah, wonderful yeah wonderful. Right. um so all all uh all, all things are looking good uh and the last time mm-hmm. i thought that is when my my car did catch fire so let's just you know keep it to ourselves that things are good and not uh, sure. not tempt
1: fate <laughs> well, lightning fire bugs like lightning never strike twice so yes
2: i want to know how many times that you could use the excuse like
0: my
1: car can't go
2: my car exploded and they're like chris you used that last week and you're like yeah but this time my car actually exploded
1: yeah yeah yeah
0: yeah i'm the i'm the boy who cried my car was on fire um except my car actually was on fire so i you know my, have it for real
1: my grandmother died how many grandmothers do you have like well one but she really died this time
0: <laughs> oh it's funny um yeah, but uh, you know, it's it's all it's better. It's nice to be on the other side of it and have a nice little new new car, which is by the way the exact same car I had, but with just twenty thousand less miles. And this one that's has great. heated seats, so that's great. Hey, clean. well, Ooh, we hey, that's, we got to yeah.
2: go thank that pyromaniac.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean it has worse <laughs> gas mileage though. I've been noticing. I was just like, this is like this is like four miles less than I was getting in the other car. But you know, whatever. Uh, okay. In the end, it's it's a negligible. Um, but on that note, we're not here to talk about the oh. arsonist of um of east kensington nor are we here to talk about the escaped convict of longwood gardens I we're here to, which is also a thing that's not.
2: happening.
0: Yeah, yeah <laughs> i mean it's crazy this guy is like taunting the meat he like shaved his face and like got right in one of those cameras he's like "Look, I'm still yeah. Here. yeah terrifying yeah. um <laughs> uh we're not here to talk about that we're here to nope. talk about first of all S- star trek voyager season two episode 24 tubics and uh-huh. I'm just going to dive right in and talk about this episode, and then we can get our thoughts and feelings about... about-
2: okay, Tuvix, let's go. Let's Tuvix, do it. Let's go. let's go.
0: Do so Tuvix. on date 49655.2, Lieutenant Lieutenant Tuvok and Neelix are sent to collect botanical samples from a Class M planet. When being back aboard Voyager, the two men and the orchidusae, or this is whatever orchid plant they collected, are merged at the molecular level to become a single life form, which names himself Tuvix. After ruling out transporter (laughs) malfunction, the crew discovers that when demolecularized, the genetic material of the alien orchids acted as a symbiogenic catalyst and is the culprit for the combination of the two crew members. Unfortunately, the process cannot be reversed, and Tuvix is accepted as a member of the crew with the rank of lieutenant, functioning as chief tactical officer in Tuvok's stead. Kes reacts poorly to Tuvix as his existence deprives her of both Tuvok and Neelix, her mentor, and boyfriend, respectively. Her displeasure lessons over the course of the episode, but never completely goes away. Captain Janeway accepts Tuvix in his role as an excellent chief tactical officer and an able advisor who skillfully uses humor to make his points. Tuvix himself, having the combined memories and personalities of his constituents, melds the previously intractable qualities of both and improves upon them, flexing either muzzle, mu- muscle as the situation requires. <laughs> chief of security okay. or head chef, take your pick. <laughs>
1: Uh, <laughs> two weeks
0: after the accident, the doctor develops a contemporary equivalent to barium sulfate radio contrasting using a custom radios isotope which, with which he can identify the disparate DNA of the two original crewmen and use the transporter to disentangle them. However, Tuvix denounces the procedure. He argues that he has rights and to restore the 2 lost crewmen would require his execution. After discussing the situation with Commander Chicote, Kess, and Tuvix himself... Janeway ultimately decides to proceed with the separation, acting in absentia to protect the rights of the two constituent men. Tuvix makes a final emotive plea for support from the crew, but finds no supporters. After the doctor refuses to take tu- Tuvix's, Tuvix's life in compliance with the medical precept of doing no harm, Janeway performs the procedure herself and succeeds in restoring both Tuvok and Neelix. Whew, what a doozy. Ooh! Mm. Two I just we it just before this this call today, so it's very fresh in my mind. <clears throat> but yeah, he was pleading for his damn life.
2: <laughs> I I don't even know where to start with this episode. I it's classic. It's a classic Voyager episode, often referenced.
1: <laughs> yeah. By awesome. by
2: Star Trek fans.
1: It it is um it is a meme and a half online. Mm-hmm. It is a there are lots of Tuvix memes, right down to Janeway did nothing wrong, to yeah. Janeway is a murderer. They run the gamut, mm-hmm. you know.
2: Um I I want to get to the point where we can discuss the ethical and morality concerns <laughs> of this episode, but I think we should get past. First, the awkwardness of the Kess Tuvix relationship.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, well it's
2: because Kess and Neelix was always kind of a creepy relationship. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And now we've added another layer of creepiness to it. And yeah, mind. it's
0: definitely it's definitely um the creep factor is increased. And we're we're experiencing what she's experiencing, which is this person who feels intimacy with her. But, we, yeah. the, but doesn't, we don't know this person at all. She doesn't know this person at all. So it definitely feels like, mm-hmm. ooh, good. What's going on here?
2: It's like you... It, only on Star Trek, only on Star Trek did they come up with this sort of transporter accident problem.
0: I mean I transporter, transporter accident are like 25% of the plots we've ever seen on the show, I feel like it's you so know? great. And, 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 and how it warns the other. Yeah. Yes.
2: There's so many questions when you start really thinking about transporters and how they work because it's so far-fetched and and not real, but presented to you in such a a factual kind of way. Um like, as far as I know, they could create anything with the transporter, you know? yeah essentially, you're being taken apart and reborn somewhere else every single time. What's
0: well, like a it's like a three d printer?
2: yeah, it's like a three d printer. so. But, if you consider that there's absolutely no way to three d print Tuvix so that there is now Neelix and Tuvok and really two winks,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah.n't they save, you know, a copy of him in the pattern buffer and then
2: I all mean, three could talking, live? Pattern buffers we've been talking about a lot lately because yeah. of strange new worlds has been mentioned a couple of times. But I'm. And in uh, several episodes of Star Trek, throughout the uh, franchises, they that pattern buffer is very important to saving the day.
1: <laughs> so. I mean,
0: yeah, it, yeah, and then I think it, uh, it also goes hand in hand with. It's like if you, if you get the action figure of specific Star Trek people, there are certain ones who like the transporter is their thing that they would use. It's like their extra, like, like Jordy or Scotty or. Mm-hmm. Um Dr. mbenga or you know whomever, like that's like your special skill is knowing how to like fuck around with the <laughs> with the transporter um to make things happen.
2: I love mm-hmm. the actor who played Tuvix in this. I thought it was pretty great. I think the actor did a really great job of merging these two character traits together.
0: I agree. I did I heard stories though about how he felt even in the recording of it um very um uh uncomfortable and like that maybe he was also kind of felt kind of ostracized i don't know i'm Hmm. I'm forgetting where i read that but um okay let me see if i can i'm looking at a thing right now uh yeah i i it it definitely seems like i've been in cases like this where like where things that are happening in whatever project you're working on repeat themselves in the real world, you know? <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, yeah. you're like, and also you're also you're like the only guest star and like you I could see where it would be you'd be awkward anyway, coming in and um and having sort of love scenes with someone you don't know very well or, or intimate scenes anyway.
1: Um
2: right, right. Um
1: the, the actor is uh Tom Wright who later came back uh uh to play a bit part on Star Trek Enterprise. And apparently, I'm learning from Memory Alpha, thank you Memory Alpha, that he was in the running for the role of Ben Sisko on DS9. Oh, wow.
2: Interesting. Yeah. Was he on Seinfeld Uh, as well at some point? Was he in an episode of Uh, Seinfeld? Come on, IMDB, man. Yes,
1: he was. Yes, he was. Who was he? Uh, That's a great question. Uh, It's not telling me. He was George Um.
0: Costanza. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> He's amazing. Wow. A chameleon, a real chameleon. Uh, I am that, uh,
0: seeing that I that apparently um in an original iteration of this episode, there was more um the tone was more akin to that of a 1960s sitcom yeah and then, more
2: goofiness
0: um, more goofiness and i guess um yeah. the 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 two authors including brandon braga had written a theme song for it it's like it's two Vox, it's neelix it's two guys in a fix it's two
1: Vix, which I think is... well, yeah i mean i, I think you good. see a little bit of that in like <laughs> there's a montage of like two kind of doing his thing and like you mm-hmm. know kind of befriending the crew in his own way and it does feel like very kind yeah. of sing-songy like sunshine day kind of thing. Th-
2: this is and I've said this before about Voyager, it it is dark, but they don't they don't stay on it. They get out of it right away. Yeah. This is one of the episodes no. that is because Voyager's thing is they never really mention previous episodes so that you can just you know pop into whatever episode and not feel like you need to have watched um to know what's going on. So it's they so don't sunny, mention. It. It's so
0: funny. It's so funny to me though, because Voyager is actually one of the ones where the overarching story is actually yep. still kind of being told more. You know, they're still like they're 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 you're making their way through the through the Delta Quadrant, you know, this whole time. Mm-hmm. So, but you're right. It, it it does have a very um, um, what's it called? Episodic or mm-hmm.
1: yeah, episodic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This 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 frustrated many a writer uh, over the course of the show, honestly, because yeah. well, I think that was a network mandate to make the show I more so. like TNG. Yeah. So, I... Um, there are some oh, funny ahead,
2: parts to it, like... there's <laughs> There are some jokes that they sneak in there. Uh, for example, when they're trying to uh, figure out how Tuvix came to be, and then he just goes, Sex! And Janeway yes. says something like, I beg your pardon?
1: I beg your pardon. <laughs> <All
0: right. laughs>
2: Excuse me. <laughs> um, and then there are some really interesting reactions because I've i seen this episode a couple times. So I'm watching the the background more. There's one time he comes in, Neelix comes in and he's two vix comes in. He's doing something, and you like see Tom Paris. He's about to take a bite and he's just jaw-drop like mid-bite. I don't know. Just silly little tiny details <laughs> like that that are just really funny.
0: Yeah, this one was a laugh riot. This episode, no, it's a I, laugh it
2: is. riot. Yeah, no,
1: absolutely. It's it's. <laughs> they're you know, trying, um... like they're
2: trying. They're trying to l- make it lighter, but you know, yeah. it's not.
1: Yeah, I, I, you know, Carrie, you mentioned about how, you know, this is a show that doesn't really kind of reference past events, not too much, honestly. And I feel like that if there's a complaint I have about this episode, it's actually not about this episode at all. It's about how this kind of isn't mentioned again, because this is dark, you know, Um, especially when you have multiple crew members basically watching Mm -hmm. this guy plead for his life. And... Janeway yeah. walks away silently and it's very, very bracing, but like nobody references this again. Um, mm-hmm. Janeway doesn't even mention mm-hmm. this again to everybody. I, I feel like there's a whole I would like her guilt or people's guilt to be kind of dramatized a little bit. I, I feel like it's, either yeah, this it's episode like I'm needs the to come captain. back. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah, I'm the captain. I made this tough decision and that's that's just it.
1: Uh, I, I I feel like either they needed to reference this episode again or maybe more pointedly, this episode ends too soon. I think, you know, there should have been maybe five minutes at the end yeah. where people are just kind of dealing with this.
2: There's, yeah, because it's a really hard like the very last minute or two of the episode. He's pleading for his life in the next minute that's over. He's done.
0: Yeah, I and I, I do think, I'm, I'm reading this uh, mentioning how Janeway handled you you can see the gravity of what she's doing in like when she's walking to tell him she's made her decision when she's walking to the sick bay. I mean, she definitely mm-hmm. I mean, no, 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 no surprise. Kate, Kate Mulgrew is an incredible actress and really I do think she carries the weight of what they've put on her character in a way that that tells it. Sure. But I think you're sure. you're right in that it would be nice if that could be a shade she could play with in a later episode maybe 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 her her spinoff series will be her dealing with all the shit she did in the delta quadrant and like trying to like make amends for, <laughs> for things she perceives as personal failings
2: they touch on there's when she's just deter- figuring out whether to separate him or not or murder him um she makes she brings up an interesting point that's when does life begin? So now we have this whole, when does Mm. life begin conversation? Because she said, if he, Mm -hmm. if it was just the minute after he got to the ship on the transporter pad, she would have separated them no problem. But now it's been several weeks and he's formed relationships and memories. So at what point Mm -hmm. did he become from a, a science accident, a transporter accident to life? And I'm like, Wow, that's really heavy. Cause when does people are kind that like I don't I don't want to get I mean, I think we can solve this. that right now. I
0: think we all we all know the exact <laughs> correct answer to that and can absolutely answer it on our yeah. lighthearted Star Trek podcast. Yeah, yeah.
2: yeah life
0: yeah. begins. Say it with me. Life begins at Disney. Life begins
2: at, at, n- no. <laughs> at Disney World. Disney World at Kohl's. Uh Cole's. Oh, um Marshall's. <laughs> um <laughs> it brought to mind um, uh, abortion arguments. Well, oh, yeah, you know? mm-hmm. yeah,
1: yep. Um, yeah, and I, I think that I mean it's such a um. There are I, I think there are there are definitely a lot of stories uh in like in Star Trek that kind of do um. I, I'm thinking of one. It's a DS nine one. It's a time travel one where it's essentially they meet their own descendants. It's the um, it's the planet with uh, something around oh, yeah. it and everything. Yeah, and it's I this. Love that episode it's such a, you know, because, you know, essentially, you know, there, there are different ways into it, but they're kind of about the same thing, which is the idea yeah. of, you know, when does a, you know, an, an accident or chance basically become something that needs to be protected, you know, um, mm-hmm. and how that's a difficult answer for individuals to, you know, decide. Um, and I, 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 yeah, I, I think that. Yeah, I I I I think this this episode is not in a hurry to get to the very end, and I I wanted I, I wanted more of that that scene with Janeway where she's articulating all that is great. I just wanted yeah. more of that.
2: This is also an episode where we see Janeway in her quarters in her lovely um, satin nightgown and robe. It, it's a
0: nice nightgown. It's, <laughs> it's very lovely. 1998, though, don't you think? Or maybe and 1988.
2: She, yeah, she, like, opens up the door very confidently. Like, yes, I'm in. Who is it? Who is it? I'm in my satin nightgown.
0: <laughs> I can't. I'm not matter. Up, I'm in my nightgown.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I don't even care who's behind the door. Everyone has to see my nightgown.
0: All you I would think, though, too, on a seven-year we... journey, people would start, you know, sort of acting out in that way, kind of, like, getting sexier because they're like, where else are they going to get attention for that kind of thing? Yeah, so.
2: I'm surprised on this show there wasn't as much sex as I thought there should have been. There should have been
1: a yeah. lot more. I, I I, am a big proponent of Voyager should have been a hornier show. It um, should have been definitely a hornier show. <laughs> Because Lots it was funny, but in like a but in like a way of just like, isn't seven and nine pretty, you know, like that kind of thing. Like yeah. you know, in I'm like a like... very incel kind of way. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, I you, I mean, you said it, not me, but I mean, yes. There
2: um, should have um, been an episode. I... There should have been an episode where they're like in the nursery and everybody's pulling their hair, and then we're like, what are we gonna do with all these babies? Right. Like right, everybody's right. Yeah. got babe, five babies.
0: <laughs> yeah, only two babies have been born on Voyager, I believe, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Naomi, yes. Naomi Wildman and um end. wait, who is the second
0: one? Oh, at the, the oh, very, very end. Right. It's it's um it's a uh, very uh, last baby. Balanas baby, yeah. Balana's baby, yeah.
2: <laughs> the very last episode, wait. pulling into earth, pulling into earth.
1: Are there literally only two babies that were born during the entirety of Voyager?
2: Unless you I, count Seska's baby insane. with Chakotay
1: Oh, or, or the it baby on the or,
0: or the the different timeline Kess who has a baby different with Tom Harris? Doesn't count. Different timelines. This
2: is crazy. And
0: and also, can we talk about what a way to have a baby? Out your back. I mean, that's just yeah. uh, out, yeah. your out, back. Me. out your back.
2: Oh uh, and uh Scott, t- I'll tell you this later. Never mind. It just because that reminded me of an inside joke. So I'm not
0: gonna I mean, say Well you can say it because <laughs> basically it's just, just your husband and friend who listens to this I'm podcast. Just
2: so. <laughs> <laughs> you remembered Scott telling me about the Thank You Places um, warm-up called "Up Your uh, Butt."
0: <laughs> what
2: Did you see? What? Or Scott told me there was a a musical warm-up called "Up Your Butt," and oh, your butt? you just start singing.
0: <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh yeah, well, there's there's a lot of ones that have butt. You know, it, it's a da, da, in your butt, yeah, done. All the oh, funny in things in your butt. Down. Yeah, or a lot. Maybe I'm thinking of a different one, but um, I thought so he was anyway, going to. I thought he was going to mention was... the show we did where um, I played um a cafeteria worker who gave birth in the basement, and my song was literally "I gave birth in the basement," which became our um yeah. tagline for many many years uh, to come.
2: Well, <laughs> I had to explain all of that so that I could make my joke: have a baby on in your, your back.
0: back, on your on
2: your feet, <laughs> and and you wouldn't have got it. Well, if I didn't explain it in great.
0: Well, detail. now we know. That's the best part of inside <laughs> jokes is now you now everybody is in on the joke. And that's what inclusion is all about. Um
2: <laughs> Okay. Good good job, would, kiss
0: Would you have liked this episode um if they had written out Ethan Phillips and, uh, and uh, uh, what is the actor who plays Tuvix's name? Why do always forget that? Uh, Tim Russ. Tim Russ. If, they, if they'd been yeah. written off the show and then Tuvix was just a new mm. cast member. How would you feel about that?
2: Hmm. Um, Let me think. Mm. That's a thinker. Because this is season two, so it's still early on. Yeah,
1: early. Yeah. So
2: I might have been okay with it. going. That's a weird choice. I wonder why those actors didn't want to do it anymore.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, I, yeah, I, well, I mean, it's tough to me, for me to imagine a scenario where they would do that, but if they did do that, um, I think so. But it would be, I mean, I, I guess it would depend on how they played it. Like, if it was yeah. if, if it was the way they do it in this, like, like, in Voyager, where, like, it's never mentioned again that there ever was a Neelix or Tuvok, I would be annoyed about that. Yeah. Um, if they mine it for a lot of drama, you know, in the sense of, like, you know that great kind of you know star trek sense of basically just like oh how do i take stock of like what a crazy universe mm-hmm. we live in where like two of my best mm-hmm. friends could be combined into one and that's just life now you know like um yeah. I, I, you know, I, 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 I
0: believe that i believe the um the prescription for that is that something crazy happens they have a separate episode after that maybe two more and then in that third or fourth episode following that's when the person's like i'm still dealing with the blah 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 of blah 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 you know that's when it comes back to haunt them <laughs> After you just yes. begin to stop thinking about it, it comes. It resurfaces it's okay. That's how it
1: works. You uh, know what they I, really? Oh god, Gary, sorry.
2: Um, I could see. I think they made. They would never do it because Tuvix, They made him too perfect. They were like his cooking is better. He's he's, he's, he's better, with better the crew. communicator. He's, yeah, he's his friend. He's he's great. Everybody loves Tuvix. Um, I. I could see it would be a very interesting idea to have a race of people where they procreate this way. So Mm, um, maybe there are multiple characters uh, and
1: the way they procreate procreate
2: is by merging together and becoming a new person.
1: They procreate by lessening their numbers?
2: Yeah. I'm just... Hmm. I'm just saying that could be an interesting. My, Michael's just doing uh, the hard
1: math real quick.
2: <laughs> well, you know, it only works if you have a lot of numbers.
0: Sure, sure.
2: You have right. to start with a lot. Right,
1: right. It's you, have population to, you have to be control. overpopulated. Yeah, and then yeah, you can, yeah. You can start to, it's oh,
2: evolution! A, it's evolution. That actually
1: is. That is I actually, like that. Yeah, I like that idea as, you know, as, as a society that is very into population control, where it's like, well, sometimes people are allowed to give birth and and then they add, but sometimes we need to subtract. And instead of killing people, mm-hmm. that's inhumane. We just merge people together.
0: Yeah. Or if you have two babies, they have to be combined into one. Yeah. <gasps> one big that's baby. That's a really
1: good idea.
0: Yeah. yeah. I mean... <laughs> for for a story
2: (laughs) if you only have one baby that's why I only have one baby
1: you Uh, know i i i feel like that would have been a i'm 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 sorry because i do like this episode but i think i think that would be cooler if the whole instigator of this episode was not a transporter accident because mm -hmm. there is a part of me that when they kind of hand wave it away and she's like, well, because of this, you know, the, the what, was it a flower um, that, mm-hmm. uh, you or know, the, or yeah, yeah, uh, it, you know, it's just like, well, it causes it, like, there's part of me that goes like, yeah, right, um, but like, if you, you could still do the same things, but if you built it into like, well, this is a society that actually does mm-hmm. this on purpose and has somehow, Neelix and Tuvok got stuck in the middle of it, and now this is the result, I'm like, okay, and now you're cooking with something, I think, um, yeah, I think I that's what them. makes that episode of the Orville
0: where they go to the society where everyone, you know, people get voted, their behavior gets voted on by the public. And then, do you yeah. know what I'm talking about? Uh, yeah, yes, I, I saw I that one. Well, that, that's the Orville one. Yeah. Yeah. I found that to be pretty, you know, fascinating.
1: You know what I find is interesting too uh, is that uh, Voyager uh, in later season, they love their time travel stories. They do so many time travel stories and like alternate timeline stories and everything. I would love to have them to revisit this episode, or even better, uh, re- like go to a alternate timeline, a multiversal thing where Tuvix survived. You know, so it's mm. and, and, and because I think that would be Paran Empire Tuvix. Well, no, just the idea of, you know, especially later on in the show where it's, we're going to do jump over to the parallel universe where everything's the same, except there's no Tuvok and Neelix. It's just Tuvix, and he's been here for five years.
2: That's right. Hmm. A different decision has been made. Yeah, or This happened earlier on in this second uh, season of Voyager, where, I I don't know, some space anomaly, it separated them into two separate crews, and they were (laughs) fighting um i don't know maybe the case on or something
1: mm-hmm.
2: and uh the one yeah, well, we're, crew
1: where where
0: original harry kim dies but the other harry where, kim lives because he carries the baby over yeah yeah and harry, naomi
2: wildsman and harry kim yeah so they literally split up except for the two people they hopped on over and they continued on their way and the whole crew died that's like only the first time that the whole crew of Voyager died because right. then there was that other episode where the duplicates of Voyager also right. died. So,
0: But they died because they discovered, right, right as they discovered a way to get home too, which I love. They really yeah. put the cherry on the cake there.
2: And the darkness there is that they never even got a message across to yeah. the real totally. Voyager. You know, nobody knows. They yeah. just died without anybody knowing any of their
1: anything isn't there literally a final scene in that episode where the real Voyager comes across and it's basically like oh yes. what's this a bunch of space to break whatever you know like it's like yeah. it's a so yeah. bleak yeah
2: buoy. continue on
1: yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm realizing I mean more than any other Star Trek show Voyager really does the it really posits this where everyone is basically expected to be Incredibly blase about existentially terrifying things that happen yeah. to them, that happen to their bodies over and over again because we're not even bringing up did uh, Janeway and Paris's lizard babies you know where you know that was a whole thing <laughs> yeah. like literally um, imagine like writing like that in a captain's log like well we went to warp ten and we both turned into lizards and we made it basically we left the babies back home but then we turned back into humans it was so a weird we're gonna afternoon. get
2: to we're gonna get to those yes. references in lower decks. Uh, episode mm-hmm. later actually, which I'm very a, a good, excited it's a good, to
0: talk about a good time mm-hmm. to pivot actually I would say to discuss mm-hmm. that episode Since I we, have one final thought we're talking about a lot episode. of the things that end up appearing
2: yeah I I'm do have so have one sorry
0: final we're thought. out of final thoughts on uh, I have, so have a
2: first final thought and I'll have a second final thought later um, I think I would have done the same thing Janeway did because yeah. m- Nuvok yeah. yeah. and T-Lix did not uh ask to be merged they didn't want
1: that agreed right. yeah i think you know definitely uh, you know two wrongs don't make a right like it doesn't make it morally j- it, it, it doesn't make it righteous i guess but it does make it morally just to return mm-hmm. things to the natural state of things that means splitting up tuvok and neelix yes i i i agree yeah.
2: they didn't consent to that merging mm.
0: no no they did not I agree with that. Well, from Tuvix to Tuvix, which is also the name of the episode, season three, episode one of Lower Decks, except this Tuvix is spelled T-W-O-V-I-X. Yes. Yeah. Um. Empson, Benson Boimler learns that he is due to be promoted while the Cerritos is excor- escorting the decommissioned Starship Voyager to Earth to become a museum displaying exhibits about its chaotic adventures in the Delta Quadrant. <laughs> when a dormant uh, uh, Delta Quadrant macrovirus is awakened, Boimler's distraction allows it to combine with Borg technology, contaminate the other exhibits, and take control of the ship. After encouraging words from Ensign Mariner, Boimler enlists Ensign Rutherford's aid to disable the ship's systems with a sample of homemade cheese that once (laughs) infected Voyager. (laughs) (laughs) Meanwhile, back on the Cerritos, a stray Delta Quadrant flower petal causes a transporter accident that merges Dr. Ta'ana and Chief Engineer Billups into a single person, Tillups. Uh, (laughs) Captain Freeman learns that when this happened On Voyager, Captain Janeway killed the merged Person, uh, Tuvix To bring back the original two individuals Not wanting to suffer the same fate uh, Talus begins Tuvixing Other members of the Sarita's crew uh, (laughs) and since Tendi and Talin End up merging all the Tuvixed individuals Into a huge ball of flesh Before separating (laughs) them all out again Uh, Once the chaos is over, Boimler Tendi, Talin, and Mariner all receive Promotions to Lieutenant Junior Grade Meanwhile, in Klingon space, the Kita is destroyed by an unknown vessel with the fate of Ma'a and the rest of the crew left unknown. Mm-hmm.
2: Um, ooh, 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 um, mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Yeah, this I was love this episode was just, ooh, so much. So A lot going
0: Easter on. Eggs, wonderful, yeah. Easter eggs, left and right. Um, just any Voyager thing you could want is pretty much being referenced here, which is as it should be. Um,
2: that clown got, episode um, uh-huh, yeah. uh, with michael michael mckeon played
0: the clown mm-hmm. in
1: that episode which, which i love that episode i'd love to get to that episode at some point as we're revisiting yeah. old episodes because I, I, really I
0: just love, love mariner yelling at that guy or that clown you weren't even a holodeck program you were because <laughs> he wasn't he was yeah. on some other thing <laughs> so, right? yeah
2: he was like yeah some uh, somebody else's mind um, right. <laughs> <laughs> and then Michael Sullivan. Oh my God. Talk oh my about God. ridiculous mm. things where she has that relationship with Michael Sullivan. That's the famous delete the wife.
1: Yeah, That's delete the, the wife, delete yes. The wife. Which is why he keeps saying, like, oh, I miss my wife, which I is I miss so my wife. <laughs> <laughs> so many Yeah, and, and then, then we the also lizards.
0: get um lizards and we get um um all the issues. The Macrovirus. With- uh-huh. And the um, but I uh, the combining the macro vi- virus and the Borg was really brilliant. I thought I thought that was a good combination of issues that they definitely had. And then the uh, <laughs> they're in the um the cargo bay where where seven of nines um, what's it called? Uh, uh, um, her charging cubicle. Her charging cubicle. Yes, <laughs> That's another name though, cubicle.
2: right? <laughs> her regeneration pod.
0: Yes. For, that thing. For... I like I like mine better, but okay. Yeah. Where her where her um, uh, iPod cord is, where her yeah. iPhone cord is. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like that just, It just it was just filled with lots of beautiful Voyager things that I was geeking out about the whole time, Man, getting very excited me about. Me
2: too. I love the place. idea of a Voyager museum, and I'm thinking I want to go to there. I want to go to. Oh there. yeah.
1: I don't know okay. if this was intentional or not, uh, but two, but I actually, I really like the, you know, the whole premise is Voyager's being turned into a museum, lots of exhibits and everything. But I like the fact that they have to research, look up basically the story of Tuvix, almost just like, oh, that's yeah. not making the official record. Right. Like that's, that's not in the museum, you know? <laughs> well, yeah. And then I, you, I like you,
0: yeah, you have the captain being like, well, I'm sure she came up with something great. looks like she yeah. solved the problem. I can't wait to read how she did it. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. I'll just do whatever
2: she did. It'll be fine.
1: We'll fix this. Something. will <laughs> Murder a person. <laughs> murder <laughs> wow uh, wow Janeway went hard is, is that what yeah. strip, what what Shaq says I think yeah I,
2: I love how this this new living creature became just so ridiculous that nobody had any more moral or ethical qualms about uh separating mm. mm-hmm. cool. mm-hmm. you know what I cared when it was just one thing but this is some sort of weird blob thing so let's just separate it
1: right <laughs> A giant meatball. Based <laughs> on their
2: uh and they and the uh solution was to just separate out their personalities. That's
0: right how they were able to <laughs> yeah, do it. That was a really fun, fun, very, very <laughs> some fun, uh, uh uh interesting science there. Like even the mm-hmm. diagram they showed about like how they could find the personalities. I was like, that's <laughs> interesting that they're doing it that way <laughs> person stubborn, you know. <laughs>
1: I appreciate how that kind of uh, intersects with the the Talin getting to know everyone subplot mm-hmm. since it's, it's, it that kind of intuitive kind of thing is really important basically to what she's going through. Right.
0: Right. And Talin's story I is that she, Talin. she got, um, oh yeah. I see. So Talin is actually, is a, is a canon character.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. She showed up in season two, the episode, uh, Oh, wage douche! I think is the name of the episode, which is the wage um, douche.
0: It is. Wejduj? It's
1: um. It's called wage douche, and it's um. It's, it, it's no, it, it's um. <laughs> I, it's it's like Klingon for something. It's one of the few Star Trek episodes where the title is actually in. Another well,
2: then line, it's which, pronounced. Wejduj.
1: It could be, Perfect. Um, Perfect. but it's when we go to the Klingon Lower Deckers and the Vulcan Lower Deckers. Um, it's oh, maybe my favorite yeah. Lower Decks episode because the it's got the greatest running joke, I think, maybe in all of Lower Decks, which is just Talin and her superiors because Talin is just 1% more, um, you know, spirited and creative uh, than yes. everyone else. So, That's
2: right. Ooh,
0: we lost you. Just because
1: yeah, she is a one less Vulcan, you less typical Vulcan than everybody else. It is.
0: You're cutting out there, Michael.
1: I'm sorry. Okay. okay. Um. Yeah. No, I'm sorry. Uh. No. Just that. Um. Uh. There. There's a great subplot where. Uh, You know, all of her superiors are fed up with what a loose cannon she is. Just because Talin is just one percent more, um one you know, one one percent more outside the box thinking than a normal Vulcan. It's very funny. Funny. That's very mm. funny.
0: Yeah. yeah. For a second, I was like, "Oh, is she a character from one of the movies?" That I forgot. But now, now I'm remembering exactly who she is. That's that's good. I'm I'm glad to see her back.
1: That's cool. And yeah, in the ending of that episode, they basically ship her off to Starfleet, Um, and base they they basically make make you believe that starfleet is where they send the war vulcan sends all their people they don't know what to do with yeah. um and so it was very gratifying to yeah. see her show up here you're too emotional go to starfleet
2: a good payoff mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. um yeah no i'm i'm starting to mix it up with the, epi- the next episode my brain is like oh but and then they were going to get the rooms and moopsie but no moopsie is next episode and we'll oh, get the there. two episodes got two vixed in your brain <laughs> they got two fixed in my brain um mm-hmm. but yeah no i uh i uh i just really enjoyed it it was just it was a it was a good day yeah. in the episode They nailed it. i yeah.
2: liked it when fun. they introduced the ship it was very um it mirrored how they had the ship on on voyager the the mm-hmm. shot of the voyager coming in um it was almost exactly it just felt like oh it felt like the ship if I know it was a cartoon and I know it's not real and I know the ship doesn't exist but I said oh yes it's the real ship it's Voyager it's Voyager
0: <laughs> did you guys recognize the voice of the museum curator no was I it believe you? it was me I did it oh! I can't wait for that check to come I believe it was Andy Richter if I'm not wrong but I, I let me double check just to make sure oh I was right it was Andy Richter Beljo Tweakle is the character he played.
2: Beljo Tweakle? Beljo
0: Tweakle, yeah. Beljo
2: Tweakle. They get away with such great names on uh, lower decks.
0: They do indeed. They do. Indeed.
2: Oh, and we got a little reference to their crossover episode. She's like, this is going to be so much easier than the pike thing we're not allowed to talk
0: about. Yeah. <laughs> I enjoyed that too. <laughs> I was this is you know, it was me the whole time just like like elbowing my boyfriend about like and this is wager and this thing and he was just like yeah. okay uh-huh and, he's and...
1: Like, okay <laughs> I like I get it <clears throat> Yeah I mean he
0: likes Star Trek but maybe not on the same level that I enjoy Star Trek
1: you know mm. Mhm Oh gosh
2: what is that mystery at the end though what do you think Michael
1: Pass I don't know. I mean, it really could be anything. Um, I I feel like they're, uh, it's either going to be a deep pull from, like, canon somewhere, or it's going to be something completely original. Um, knowing Lower Decks, I feel like it's probably going to be the former. I just, I I can't tell, because they always keep you on your toes with what they remember. Have
2: they that added the more, way that more ship... Have they added more new things?
1: No, no you, you go ahead, Karen. You Say what you're
0: saying.
2: I It seemed familiar to me, the way that ships sort of... Uh stood up and like the blasted the beam blasted out of the its chest or whatever you want to call it yeah mm-hmm. it seemed familiar to me like i saw that move before
0: yeah i don't i don't I, I i'm not sure i i was saying i think they feel like they've added new things into the opening am i right and the, there's more things we're seeing like there's one scene where they're 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 fighting Cerritos is running away from a fight with the borg um the crystalline entity and the um probe from star trek 4 the voyage home they're all in one mm. little thing and i don't remember that always being there i mean i think the borg might have been there but not um maybe i'm remembering that wrong
1: no you're remembering right because um they add something every season uh this season it was the it was the the whale probe before it was, it's always been the Borg, but I think there was like a Ferengi ship and like they they keep adding a race every time they they uh <laughs> they do an <laughs> <clears throat>
2: Well
1: the and the 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 the
0: probe is perfect. I mean, but also like, everything else there in the vicinity would be like shutting down if the probe was there, but like that's fine, like whatever it's cool. Um <laughs> I'm just <laughs> <saying>. uh, <laughs> we're gonna be, you know, true to true to Canon about it. Um yeah. But yeah, any any uh any other thoughts on this episode? Any any uh, uh things you're looking forward to this season on uh, Lower Decks?
2: If they could just redo Voyager and just only do Voyager, just I would yeah. I would look forward For every single episode. That. Okay, good. I would watch an animated version of Voyager. <laughs> 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 I would really I was really hoping that in this episode they would have had um Robert Picardo because there's no reason what as a hologram he can't be in yeah. lower decks. And especially on in a museum ship of Voyager,
0: there would no reason well, and the also, they're all they're all up. they're all still alive. Those characters are all still alive. Tom Harris has already been to yeah. the to the Cerritos. So I mean Yeah. It's Definitely doable. I'm just, um, I
2: just want Robert Picardo back. I'd love to see, and I, I also, my final, my second final thought is Jennifer Lean still alive, right? Famously, uh, I thought she
0: was dead, and I was famously
2: alive. <laughs> so, I mean, she's out of the biz, but I'd like, I would love to guess. Well, so she's
0: basically dead then, she's not in the business yeah. anymore. I mean, that's yeah, uh... so tell my theater friends refer to me am i right Um,
2: (laughs) (laughs) wow yeah
0: just kidding yeah um Mm -hmm. well i'm glad she's alive and hopefully yeah maybe maybe that she can do a quick little voice you know uh uh, voice cameo i know that's uh, not
2: possible i would love to see like People that you would least expect, like uh Naomi Wildman, uh, the actress who plays Naomi Wildman to show up. Who is itself.
0: also on Reba, many seasons of yeah. Reba, lest we forget. Yeah. Uh-
2: <laughs> yeah. So it would be fun to see people like that
0: show up. Yeah. Um I want Luxana Troy, but I know that one is actually impossible. But would we have mm-hmm. Miss Piggy as Luxana Troy come on lower decks? Mm-hmm. I think that would be fine. I know we're back to the same thing I always talk about, but. It's it not is.
2: too impossible if they use her voice. I think we talked about this before. She gave them permission so to use her, her voice. voice for Star Trek after she was gone.
0: Well, she's like me. I recorded 150 phrases on my on my uh iPhone so that the um personal assistant thing that can read things to you can read them to you in your own voice. So I did one as myself and then I tried to do one as Julie Andrews, but I just sound like Winnie the Pooh it turns out. <laughs> Oh, why would somebody
1: mm-hmm. say that uh,
0: but um yeah Michael any final thoughts for you on this episode
1: uh just delightful um if only I mean the one thing I will say it felt like they took all their Voyager ideas and stuffed them into this episode um yeah. which is <laughs> which is which is cool but um i you know i'd love to see what else they got um i i feel like this episode even could have been an hour and like because there's just so much going on but it was really Mm -hmm. uh, definitely jam-packed yeah i I agree with that i agree with that i agree with both those final thoughts
0: any any recommendations of things you guys are currently watching that uh or or reading or or or, uh, you know writing or you know larping Um, that you'd like to
2: tell people about No, okay. But uh I have been uh ah uh, for several years now. But the end crowd. I'm just going to plug the end crowd at plug Salbona. the end crowd. Do it. I'm going to plug the end crowd. I'm going to pu- plug Salbona, and that is spelled S-A-W, like saw U-B-O-N-A. Um, the Salbona Creativity Project, uh, on East Passyunk in Philadelphia has been putting out some really great stuff and the end crowd is performing every Friday and I am starting up a new, the end crowd with the end crowd, a new like a sign up sort of competition style jam where you sign up for the show and you just have, just have some fun. Um, And so, stay tuned for that for details.
0: <laughs> I love that.
2: Yeah.
0: Well, yeah, and also uh, I'll also plug thank you places, especially this month because Kevin Muketti, who is our longtime pianist who's played with us for many, many years, has actually decided that he's he's moving on to some other projects and so Kevin's final show with us is the end of this month and if you have not seen Aww. Kevin play musical improv, you are definitely missing out. He's, he's one of amazing. the greatest and um so come out check was was sure to be a very very special show at the end of september at at um at tavern my brain almost just said at picard that's what i call tavern in my brain is i'm going to picard you know uh picard (laughs) on camac (laughs) tavern on camac piano bar um last wednesday of every month we should check definitely check that out um and yes i Uh I recommended it last week but i'll recommend it again the first book about silo but it's called wool Mm -hmm. called wool check that out the book is very 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 good
1: yeah, I'll second on Wool. And also, I think it came out by the last week of the week before, but we're currently, me and my partner, we're currently watching Good Omens 2, uh, which we're greatly yeah. enjoying. Um, I was a little bit trepidatious since this is, they're veering, they're they're off the path of the book, basically. Um, but, I mean, with Neil Gaiman still involved and everything, you know, you're definitely in good hands with it. And, um, you know, Michael Sheen, great. David Tennant, great, as always, both. But uh, John Hamm, especially, is just killing John it. This-
2: Ham, this is great in that show, yeah.
1: I love it. I love it. We'll have to we'll have to check that out. We'll
0: maybe add it to our list because Paul and I have been deeply into Downton Abbey, which he had
1: never watched <laughs> before,
0: and oh, I man. am rewatching. So we're like we're just getting to season three, and he's finally you know it's it's all it's just very funny for him to be like, "Wow, Miss, Miss O'Brien's really mean." I'm like, "Yeah, she's the worst." Um, but I think that brings us to the end of another wonderful uh, episode of the Prime Subjective. Thanks so much for joining us. Um, we can end with uh, our new favorite song, which goes, it's Tuvok, it's, it's Neelix, it's it's two, two guys Neelix. in a fix, it's, a fix. it's two,
1: it's two